I'm your host. I have two podcast shows, Michelle Anderson Short Stories and Beyond, and Surviving Your Journey to a Success. So this is my Power of Reading week, and for the month of February, in the United States, we do celebrate Black History Month. But nonetheless, I wanted to also kind of focus on a lack of theme, which can bring other ethnic groups or what have you, and we're talking about reading and the power of reading as we can celebrate a particular person of African descent or what have you, or a mixture of that or not, and just have a discussion of culture as well as tying that to reading. So the power of reading, I started last year, and what that is, is just basically focusing on the importance of how reading can inspire different people to believe in themselves and be the best that they can. And I wanted to kind of focus on my mentor, which is W.B. Du Bois. I did film, I wrote the script, and I filmed it and of the dime. With that, I wanted to kind of focus on his overall mission. And the name of that independent film is Dawn of a New Day. I can leave the link here in the description if you want to take a look at that and check that out and, you know, watch that. You know, share it if you really like it. You can also purchase it as well. So it's an independent film that I did a couple years ago, so I'm very proud of that. I do bring in Booker T. Washington at a particular time, right before this book became famous. So at any rate, we're going to focus on part two of Of the Dawn of Freedom. If you didn't catch my first part one, I do encourage you to check that out. That was last year in season five. So in this part two, I'm only going to do one page. W.D. Boys, he's a very prolific writer. So he got a lot of pages of his um, his essays. And last year I decided I'd just do a few pages. This time I'm just going to do one page and kind of really go through it. And then it'll be a part three until I finish it. I'm going to be releasing two other of his essays. I'm, that's going to be another part two when I did that last year. And the goal for this week is to focus on reading, bring in other thoughts and, and so forth, and then learn from it. Writing is when authors do that. I'm an author myself, as you know. And we're having a, a message that we are presenting to you in a way that you can capture the the co-essence of it and, and feel good about what we're trying to say or at least think about what the message is. So in this particular one, the last time I left out this particular essay, it was where we was talking about General Saxton with his deep interest in black folk. And so from there, I'm going to move on to where it can continue on, on page 14. Of the Dawn of Freedom was pretty much talking about during slavery times and how the United States is going to cope with that with these new freed Negroes, as they say. They say Negroes or black folk, right? He was writing about that and everything. And so that's what we're going to do today. So not further ado, let's get into this. Of my podcast show, I'm going to be broadcasting this, both of my podcasts. And, and then we're going to go from there. If you have any questions regarding this episode or anything like this regarding my week of celebrating reading, please contact me. You can contact me either info at mole.com or info michelleanderson.com. Reading to me is culture. It can bring all cultures together, no matter what you look like on the outside, and come together as a family. Telling stories is an ancient tradition, tradition and is very humble and, and awarding. So with that done and said, let's get into this of... The Dawn of Freedom by Dr. W.B.D. Boy celebrating kickoff of my return of Black History Month this year in February, <laughs> Power of Reading Week. Let's get started.
in the South Carolina was General Saxton with his deep interest in black folk. Of the Dawn of Freedom, essay by W.B. D. Boys, where he succeeded Pierce in the treasury officials and sold forfeited estates, leased abandoned plantations, encouraged schools, and received from Sherman. After that, terribly pixicrate, marched to the sea, thousands of the rich camp, three characteristic things one might have seen in Sherman's raid through Georgia, which threw the new situation in shattering. Relief, the conqueror, the conquered, and the Negro. Some see all significance in the grim fronts of the destroyer and some in the bitter sufferings of the lost cause. But to me, neither soldier nor fugitive speaks so deep a meaning as the dark human. Hmm. That dark human cloud that clung like remorse on the rear of those swift columns, swelling at times to half their size, almost engulfing and choking them. In vain were they ordered back, in vain were hewn from beneath their feet. On they they trudged, hmm. on they they trudged they did, and withered and surged until they rode into Savannah, a star of the naked horn of tens of thousands. There too came the characteristic military remedy, the islands from Charleston South, the abandoned rice fields along the rivers for 30 miles back from the sea, and the country bordering the St. John's River, Florida. Are reserved and set apart from the settlement of Negroes, now made free by act of the war. So read the celebrated Field Order Number 15. Hmm. All these experiments, orders, and systems were bound to attract and perplex the government and the nation. Directly after Emancipation Proclamation, Representative Elliott had introduced a bill creating a Bureau of Emancipation, but it was never reported. The following June, a committee of inquiry appointed by the Secretary of War reported in favor of a temporary bureau for the improvement, protection, and employment of refugee freedmen. On much the same lines as were afterwards followed, petitions came in to President Lincoln from distinguished citizens and organizations strongly urging a comprehensive and unified plan of dealing with the freedmen on a rural which should be charged with the study of plans and execution of measures for easily guiding and in every way judicially and humanely aiding the passage of our emancipation. And yet to be emancipation blacks from the old condition of forced labor to their new state of voluntary industry. Hmm. Some half-hearted steps were taken to accomplish this in part. Insane. That concludes page 14. It's going to be real, which we're going to go through this before we wrap up that section in today's podcast of kicking off my um, Power of the Week. When I got to the middle of this, 
I almost choked up and about to cry. And I'm about to cry right now. So this is real. This is live. Something that's in my soul. So I'm reading WBD Boys. Oh, y'all, I'm finna cry. I'm not gonna stop the tape. I'm not gonna stop the recording. Um. So what was it? So I'm looking back here right now on page 14. And what got me to choke up by reading this, what he wrote, when we got to talk about Savannah, in vain were they ordered back in vain, held by from beneath their feet, on they trudged and withered and surged. I think that's the struggle. Black folks struggled with the back and forth, the uncertainty, the not understanding what their future will be until they rode into Savannah, starved and naked horde of tens of thousands. That's what I felt those souls, y'all. I felt those souls. Oh my God. The power of reading is that it grabs your heart and it makes you stop. But you could be maybe focusing on this and that and you say, this is the takeaway. This is what was going on. And I'm sharing this with you. And it might not feel good, but it's the truth that must be said. And that's what he wrote. That's what touched me. Prior to that section of this page here, when he talked about three characteristic things one might have seen in Sherman's raid through Georgia, which through the new situation and shattery relief, the conqueror, the conquered, and the Negro. So that's the tension. When we are at odds of humanity, I judge you, you obey. I, the other person, have to accept or not. And then maybe it's a compromise or a temporary compromise, whatever it is, you have to go through that toxicity of that to, to understand, you know, how do you get out of that? How do you move past that? So the next sentence here is talking about some see all significance in the grim front of the destroyer and some in the bitter sufferings of the lost cause. To me, neither soldier nor fugitive speaks with so deep a meaning as the dark human cloud that clung like remorse. Again, earlier, the conqueror and the conqueror and the Negro. That, I think, started to get me emotional because I'm understanding in the, as he's describing it, he's describing it, the psychology of it, of the transition of being a slave and now you're not. The transition of owning a slave, another human being, and now you're not. The transition of understanding that I have to define my worth in this chaotic way of trying to where we're gonna move these thousands of scared, as he put it in later on, half naked, clothed, because they literally left with what they had on their backs or not. That's some rawness right there. And when he talked about Savannah, and I know Georgia and Florida, I know that area. So that's another connection to make you say, oh my God, the horrific experience. But sometimes we can get, we can read the story, we can get disconnected, but if you go further into it and you just take a moment to absorb the, the experience of what the author is saying, what it's trying to convey, you connect to it so deeply, even sometimes I think deeper than watching a movie. I don't care how special effects they got, a good read opens up your heart and say, this is what's going on. 
and I'm talking to some reading that's just about a reaction and got all that crap going in there. I'm like, really, really, we, we call it here um, in the United States, soul food. I'm talking about the good soul food. <laughs> they say, that's good soul food, but it feeds your soul that teaches us. And, and also, like, it, you know, on a table and you have this type of dish, you have that type of dish, and you're like, I don't know which one to take or understand both dishes and you just take a, a bite of it and then your senses come in and like oh they got this type of flavor and then the other dish has this type of flavor so even though it's different it's still in a bowl and it's still a side dish um, and then you get your plate and you're like you know I'm gonna get some of this and that so early when he said the conqueror and the conqueror and the negro He's breaking that down thereafter, some see all significance in the grim front, and he's getting into it so you can be able to taste the flavor of the emotional journey that thousands of freedmen, the black folks that were slaves, had to overcome and process that in the areas that he started touching on, Savannah, South Carolina, and St. John's River, Florida, and all of that. Even to this day, you know, you connect with that, you know the area, it just opens up your mind like what he's trying to describe, the forced labor and the petition and this and how you have to understand you're a citizen and how you operate in that and you're not just a number. I mean, it's just very touching. It helps you to continue on to believe that even though that we, are, we are separated by how we look on the outside, we're still human in the inside that needed a plan, a solid plan. And of the dawn of freedom, you have to be able to find a way that you sincerely want to help that transition. And to me, this essay is showing that it was several that really wasn't interested. It was interested in their own still greed and disrespect for humanity. At the other time, you see that it was trying to get hope. At least this is my perspective reading it. And I read this essay more than once as I was an editor for the Sweet 101 column, The Harlem Renaissance. And this particular page itself is so powerful that I was gonna stop. Y'all gotta stop, I'm about to cry. <laughs> um, but I managed to focus because I wanted to read the whole page. But just talk, have this conversation at the end because reading is communication. It's it can be very loving, even if the message is hard to process because of the pain and the sorrow. So of the dawn of freedom, we're going to continue this in part three. I will release that date later. It might not be this season, but it's coming up. We might roll it into the next part of the reading or maybe later this year. But that wraps it up for today. I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you got something from it. I hope a part of that touched you. And share it in the comments. Or if you have any questions of my podcast, you can email me at my email address at infomole.com or info at nichelleanderson.com. Thank you so much. And thank you for tuning in for my Power of the Week this week in February. And February 23rd is WBD Boy's birthday. Thank you so much for joining me for my power of the week reading all right we're gonna do this thank you so so much i appreciate your support and looking forward to it all right starting monday february the 20th and ending february the 24th thank you